On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out what the hell Call's Folly means on a new episode of Titans. If Jubilee and Beast can defeat Fabian Cortez and Apocalypse on X-Men the Animated Series. And if Nick from the podcast None of My Friends Like Comics can annoy Cassie more than Ryan annoys her. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? And welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live-action TV show based on a comic book. I am your master of chaos, Ryan, and I am uh, talking into the mic right now because Cassie, I think, I don't want to say what she's doing. It's rude to say that just before we started recording, the studio audience saw her, she waddled away. Um, she, she had to go somewhere to do something. I don't want to say what it is. Let me just say that, uh, this isn't the first time she's done it. It's number two. I don't want to say it's just, let me just say it's number two. Okay. That's, this is the second time she's doing it. Uh, luckily I'm not by myself all the way from Pittsburgh, Des Moines, (laughs) Kansas city. (laughs) Kansas City. I was thinking barbecue, and you know my favorite barbecue is Des Moines barbecue. Uh, yeah, Des Moines barbecue. Yeah. Everyone yeah. always talks about how uh, dry and unseasoned it is, and that's just <laughs> that's how I like it. Uh, it's Nick from None of My Friends Like Comics, hey, not hey. None of My Friends Read Comics, which is what I think it should be called. Nick, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm well, man. I'm well. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to be on. Um, are you sure? Have you seen the agenda for tonight? We're talking about Titans. We're talking about X-Men, the animated series. Hey, that's what exactly what we did the last time I was on the show, I think. so. Is Titans, really? <laughs> yeah, we did Titans. It was the first time I'd ever seen Titans. <laughs> and I, and I okay, think it was so the season premiere of this, of this season. Now you could boldly stand up and say something that very few people can. I have seen previous episodes of the Titans. <laughs> yeah, very true. At least one. At least one. Nick, tell us something um, that people don't know about Kansas City. And which one are you in? Because there's two, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I live on the Kansas side, but I mean they're connected, basically. Oh, okay. So, I mean it's it's all like one kind of big thing. I mean, like, well, you know, they're they're different, but they're you know right next to each other. Um, something that people don't know about Kansas City. Yes. Hmm. Are you guys rivals? Know. Are the two cities on the <laughs> side of the border? Do you fucking hate each other? Uh, no, I mean, the, the Missouri side is much bigger, so I don't think it's much of a competition, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, is the, uh, just so the listeners at home know, I know the people in the studio audience can see, but um, I'm looking at Nick right now. He's got a beard, glasses, and a hat. On the other side of the border, is there a Nick that's just like you, but no hat, no glasses, no facial hair, and you guys fucking hate each other. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a kind of the uh, what's what's the Star Trek um, the the universe where everybody's got the mustache, like you know, it's like the evil version, and whatnot. We have and do they it's have basically like that? So, but you have a mustache. Yeah. So you are evil, Nick. Maybe. I mean, in my view, I'm not. But sure. to them, to them, I might be. I don't know. You don't think there's people out there, everybody says, like, uh, you know, people believe their own worldview. Nobody's evil. You don't think there's some people who are like, yeah, fuck that. I'm evil and I love it. <laughs> well, there's got to be, right? I mean, like, <laughs> otherwise, I've, I mean, not, not everything could be nuanced, right? Yeah. I think some <laughs> people are two-dimensionally evil. Yeah. Like, Magneto is a more complex villain than they are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. There, there are definitely people out there like that. I, I mean, think, in fact, can Cassie hear me right now? I don't the think person so. Who, the person who Cassie voted for for president last term, I think you could describe him that way. <laughs> Please don't tell her I said Notoriously that. our favorite president, yes. <laughs> no, <it's her. laughs> uh, if she made a list of top one favorite presidents of all time, he would be on that <laughs> he list. He would be on that list. Um, well, that's, we have to get to it. Um, I... Didn't remember. I'm sorry. I celebrate your entire catalog as far as your appearances on Superhero Social Goes. And <laughs> yeah. I forgot I forgot the last time you were on here was Titans. 
Um, when you got the call, we turned on the Nick signal, and in the air, you were like, oh, they need me. They need uh, me, yes. And then you got the memo that said, this week we're doing Titans. Were you like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, I was, like, kidding I was like, me? oh, okay. I mean, you know, <laughs> cool, whatever. That totally works. Did you think that we did it on purpose? Like, we have to go to our number one Titans expert, because he's seen one episode. <laughs> he's seen one episode. Nick. Yeah. I'm a rarity, apparently. Yeah, no, I no, I was like, I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, like, I'll check back in with the show. I mean, like, and and of course, I'm always excited to talk about uh, X Men. So, I'm. I was like, right on, let's do it. Do you remember what X Men episode you did? Yeah, we did uh, the Phalanx Covenant, the two parter. And then we yeah. brought you back the next week for the, for the second part. Yeah, yeah, That's, <laughs> it's all coming back, dude. I record like nine podcasts a day. Oh, dude, um, no, I, I completely understand. <laughs> so a lot of it's in one ear, not the other. Uh, I, have, I have trouble keeping track of just the. Uh, I mean, I do record, I guess, more than one podcast, but the the none of my friends like comics is the one that I'm like responsible for everything, you know. And I still right. get I still get shit mixed up for that, like by itself, you know. Everything else I kind of just show up for, and I'm like, okay, cool, like you know, whatever. So if I mess stuff up tonight, if I say, oh, this is Rick from the podcast, all of my friends read nun comics, comics about nuns, then you know where I'm at. You know where yeah. I'm at. Oh, from. yeah, yeah. That's probably I, the, the Nick over on the Missouri side, yeah. Oh, that <laughs> fucker. I heard some bad shit about him. <laughs> Next time I'm, I'm in your side of Kansas City, I'm going to write so much naughty shit about him on bathroom stalls. I'm just going to... And I'm not talking Sharpie. I'm talking like etched in. You know how the, like, <laughs> some bathroom stall graffiti artists are pussies and they have to use a Sharpie? I etch it. Like, it it's not in. coming out. It's not coming no. out. Yeah. You got you to gotta get a sandblaster or you got to remove these walls. All right. We obviously need Cassie so bad. So uh, <laughs> we're going to take a break and hopefully Cassie's back uh, talking to us about Titans. On this week's episode of Titans. Superchild is dealing with some stuff, like how his hair is supposed to look. As if that wasn't enough, the gang is driving somewhere when all of a sudden they end up in Cause Folly, a weird ass city with some weird ass people. Taste buds, I ask you this How is Titans doing at handling throwing some Gen Z kids into a place that might have some Trump flags up? <laughs> that's, that's a really good description of Cause Folly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, a show like Titans can't go to an actual city that would vote for Trump and be like, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're in Calls Folly, which I don't know if you guys got this, but had a little bit of Doom Patrol vibes of like, yeah. oh, we're in a weird place now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 I thought it was, honestly, like when they first went there, I thought it was kind of going to be more like the tropey, like, oh, uh, we're in another dimension where it's like the fifties or whatever, you know, type of thing or whatever. But then it was like, Oh no, it's still like modern times. It's just kind of like a quaint town or whatever. So thought that was, yeah, I don't think those are different. Yeah. I, I, I guess. I yeah. Like, yeah. You're right. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of quaint towns in America that still uh, either feel like the fifties or wish it were the fifties when America was great again. True. True enough. <laughs> it kept, kept giving me a couple of vibes. Like I thought they went back in time at first but um, no, it was just a cute little town. And then I couldn't tell if they were going to do some type of Groundhog Day thing. Because anytime mm. you go somewhere and there's like a specific song that pops on, like that's normally a sign of like Groundhog Day. So I wasn't sure if we were going to keep starting things over or how this was going to go. But it and was she, just... What was the song again? I forget. Yeah, When they I first get there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, 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 pina, they pull, yeah, they pull a Pina Colada song out. Pina Colada. Their licensed yeah. music card, like right, <laughs> right when it hits there. <laughs> Yeah, that's where the whole budget went was yeah. in that song right there. <laughs> I thought it was kind. Of, yeah, I don't know. I it gave me like, um, I mean, uh, uh, like I said, I, when it when they first get there, I thought that it was kind of like a time like travel or other dimension type thing, and I, I instantly got like old school like Twilight Zone vibes or something like that. Like it was mm-hmm. just, which I think that's definitely what they were going for. And my question is, um, after just watching this one isolated episode, is Titans the show to handle not just the 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 giving you the vibes of a Twilight Zone esque hour, but also sort of tackling this stuff of like, uh, no, we're old school. We like fascism here. I, you know I that mean, that sort of social commentary is this is this what we go to to Titans for? I think that the characters are very well suited for things like that. I mean, like um, typically speaking, like you know with. Uh, um, this team and these characters like the the weird kind of like twilight zoney stuff could be credited more to like 
you know, Raven plots and things like that. But like, uh, I think too, just because they're, they've always been such a, uh, progressive and, um, diverse group. Like, I mean, yeah, they, 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 they're more than equipped to, uh, you know, tell stories in, in that kind of avenue, I think. And they're not doing the thing where it's like cramming it in your face. Like it is surprisingly somewhat subtle for yeah, shows yeah. that we watch. Like it is just like, again, it's giving you the hints of these things and letting you make your decisions about it. Here's something subtle that I loved. Um, if you're two boys, I think this happened in Calls Folly. I mean, maybe it happened somewhere else. But if you're two boys and you're in love and you're going to stay at a hotel with adjoining rooms, but you want to be together, that door to the adjoining rooms is going to have seven locks that you have to get through. <laughs> More locks than any front door in history this adjoining hotel door has. And they both have to unlock them all in order to kiss. You know, I got I, I got to say, like, as a as a guy, like, not, like, super invested in, like, this show, I was, uh, that that whole encounter towards the end with uh, with Tim and, uh, what's, the, what's the other guy's name? Bernard? Is it I Bernard? hope so. I think it's Bernard. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, th- their whole thing, like, when they finally, like, kind of get together at the end, I was like, I was like, man, I'm happy for them. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> I was really stoked, too, because, like, that whole scene, like, beforehand where they're like, oh, we should just be friends. I was like, oh, poor Tim. You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, as soon as, like, this was the plot that I cared about the most and it had it made the least amount of sense. Like as soon as like Tim pulled up out of nowhere in his like little electric car, I was like, This is a stretch, but as soon as I saw there was like this love connection thing, I was like, I'll allow it, Titans. Absolutely. Do what you want to do. Tim in his little car that is powered by the sense of self satisfaction. That's how he uh <laughs> gasses up the car. Uh, and then just like the line of like let's forego clever, like cutesy writing. Let's just be like I don't want to go to sleep. Yeah, let's kiss then. Yeah. Let's fucking kiss. Yeah. I they feel like the that. I feel like the the acting too like in regards to those two and like those short sequences we get with them is is probably like the strongest acting in the entire mm. episode. Like I mean mm-hmm. like it's just it's very believable and like I mean and like I said I mean even as a person like not too invested in this show or these characters or this interpretation of the characters, I was like rooting for them, like being like, Oh yeah. Like I, I want the I want to see them be together, you know? Oh, definitely. I would say it was the best acting next to, um, or in second place to crypto. Let's not forget the performance <laughs> that crypto put out there. You guys. He's so a good, good. He's a good dog. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good dog. He did not lose his mark. He stared at that treat the whole time. So proud of him. So cute too. <laughs> Uh, this this uh, bit of the show has been brought to you by Crypto. Please buy Crypto. Crypto.com. That's what we support. The, There's um, one. Oh, go ahead, Cassie. I was just going to talk about, like, when we... So, we're in and out from this show. I don't know about you, Nick. You said you don't follow it too much, right? No, no. I, I was telling Ryan beforehand that the, uh, the first time I ever watched this show, the only other time I watched it was when I was on this show last with you guys. Perfect. <laughs> I'm glad we always call you in for Titans. Yes. That's a gift that we give you. Again, you're welcome. Um, but the whole, like, intro, like, the recap thing of, like, some fully satanic stuff happening a dude bathing in blood and stuff and like all that i was like this is they are throwing a lot at me here and i didn't know this is where titans went and i didn't know that i could just ignore it for at least this particular hour i don't give a shit about any of this don't show me then yeah if you're gonna bathe in manhattan clam chowder because new england is like the white creamy one right Mm -hmm. uh manhattan clam chowder uh i just don't care and then also tv shows television shows i need you to sit down and i need you to listen to me when you are a lower budget show that spent all of your money on two songs, Pina Colada and the one that we're going to get to later, <laughs> don't have one of the characters mention the fact that this looks like a B-movie Batcave. We're already thinking that. Yeah. Don't say it out loud. Yeah. And I already don't really like Connor in this episode, so I was like, I was like, <laughs> shut up, Connor. <laughs> it would honestly be concerning if somebody was like, you know what, Connor's my favorite character. I would oh, like, yeah. at, the, <laughs> at this point, yeah, like I'd be like, I remember the last time we watched it, it was the season premiere, and it's like, oh, you kind of feel for him, you know? It's like he's trying to figure stuff out, and then it was just like, now it's just like, God, shut up, Connor. Jesus Christ, Home- <laughs> homeboy <laughs> waited for a fucking sale at Hot Topic to buy his Superman <laughs> costume, and then said, oh, I think that I'm, like, separating from my progressive Gen Z pack 
better shave my head. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I know it's I know it's a Lex Luthor thing, but shaving your head has other connotations, Connor. He'd, he'd fit in in Calls Valley very well. <laughs> yes, dude. Calls Valley would love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, like, um, I, I, one thing that, that it was a little thing, but when before they get to Calls Valley and they're uh, they're in the you know the the van and whatnot, I really enjoyed. Um, like them trying to like figure out like what's going on and like they like uh, Tim and Dick have like that little uh, back and forth like where they're actually like kind of being detectives and Tim is actually like kind of more on the ball and like gets like you know he's the one who like puts together he's like oh it could be a cipher and all this stuff and I was like oh it's cool seeing Tim like be like an actual detective and stuff that's awesome. I love how talking about the show, you have to use the word "kind of" a lot. Kind of, like, and then yeah, kind of, it's kind it's, of. Like it's it. kind of romantic, <laughs> and then they were kind of detectives. Yeah, that scene was insane, and I realize they have to do it for time. But this code to find like where this horn was located in Cal's Folly <laughs> is insane. There's like a three-step process, and out of nowhere, Homie is like, "Hey, what if these three-step processes are actually a code, and each letter means something else?" And I was like, "What the fuck?" And then they solve it in a hot. 30 seconds like it's there's, insane I, I guess like i guess if you're I, there, I could say that there's a lot of like convenient plot stuff like to to mm. move things along in this episode but at the same time there was some of the stuff that i actually kind of liked like how they connected it i mean like uh the whole i, I didn't see this coming just being a fan of like you know the the continuity from the books and whatnot but like uh the fact that they're they're tying in like Starfire and like her Tamaranian stuff with the Trigun stuff and it's like, oh, they're they're actually like they're working it all together and to make something like, you know, kinda new, but like it makes so it makes sense so they can have all this stuff in the show. And I'm like, that that kind of works for me. I mean, it's interesting to see. Again, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Were the Triguns was that the group that got in trouble last year because there was a wife gun and but then he cheated on his wife? And yeah. so then the Triguns were no more. But he was known for being the wife gun. And he was the was wife like, gun, what? yeah. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I One more interesting, kind of interesting thing, Cassie, if I could get there real quick, is in the Connor scene when he's talking about somebody who's like kind of his handler slash manager slash something, um, she brings up this thing that I think is really interesting. And she's like, you're Superman, bro. Why do you need a team? And they... You know, I don't. I, maybe they'll deal with this more throughout the rest of this uh, final season. But I do think that it's interesting in that, like, sh- what she's saying is you only need a team to like help you fill in your minuses, your deficiencies, of which you have none. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get why the other reason for a team is. And if you compare this Superman, if you compare Connor to Clark from another one of our shows from Superman and Lois, who would clearly know why you need a team. He's not, he, you know, he knows that if he wanted to get himself pregnant and have twins, he could. He's Superman. <laughs> but he understands that having a team is, you know, much more important than that. And through just her asking him why, the rest of the show answers that question without Connor. And for this show, I thought that's, that was pretty interesting. Kind of. Kind of. Kind I of. Agree. Kind of. I, I, I kind of agree. Yeah, no. no it's all right. <laughs> Was the whole so this ends on a big cliffhanger because they did release two um, two episodes. We're reviewing only the first one, and it was what, so hard, guys, to not watch that second one. Is, oh. That's what I want to ask. Was <laughs> it? Did you want to click and figure out what's going to happen to this gang? I wanted to, Cassie, desperately. But one, I'm a professional, and we're going to review the second or the next episode of Titans on the next week. But two, of course, I wanted to click. Because they played my song, Whoa, Dreamweaver. <laughs> the other half of the budget, the other half, half yeah. went to Pina Colada and half went to the song Dreamweaver. <laughs> while Nightwing kicks the fuck out of uh, yokel local sheriffs and security guards and deputies. I got to admit, I thought that we were, they were going to do a parallel thing because like that cop and, and uh, Dick were... We're pretty friendly beforehand, and yeah, uh, I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna see them hook up as Tim and Bernard hooked up. You know, absolutely, they were one hundred percent giving those vibes. I was like, we were about to get a weird porno about to happen with this cop. (laughs) I was like, like you should not not... meet that cop after dark, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, yeah, I'm off at five, and I would love to get a drink. I was like, he's clearly getting his dick sucked. Absolutely. But just no, watching it was, that cop have sex, just screaming out. Of course, women deserve to make less than men. They do less. <laughs> There's differences in races. Of course, I see color. Um, 
but no, like I think that we got uh, eventually, you know, Dick did get trampled by this group, and I did, I did kind of want to be like, how are they going to get out of this? I wish there was some sort of narrator who, at the end, would be like, uh oh, Dick's in trouble. <laughs> how are they going to get out of this one? And again, it just takes it back to I think where we fell with the show last time is it's it's so close to being something that would suck you in and be good, and it has those moments, and you're just like you want to give it, and then it just wrecks it on other times. And it's just, it, it's so sad to see like so much potential yet not be able to be on board with a show fully. I will say though, that I think the big difference with this one, besides the fact that we have kind of brought up like eight or nine things that we sort of kind of liked mm-hmm. is that it was, it felt like 15 minutes shorter and it felt like it motored. It felt like that maybe there was a bunch of uh, useless staring out the window trying to create characterization that was just cut from the show so we could fucking move let's go mm-hmm. yeah right. i thought the expositiony stuff too like was it, it, there was some heavy-handed stuff in this one as well but you know the character stuff is good it's just that all the stuff around it is kind of like just that's what makes it so kind of <laughs> <laughs> Always See, the kind of Cassie, do you, honestly let, let's let's be real do you know what made this episode look good what it's gotham knights it's like oh this is not gotham knights uh and then it just looks like (laughs) citizen kane in comparison (laughs) if there's any thought put into it we're like wow what a great show there's they're saying words (laughs) (laughs) i did read and this is uh nick you probably don't give a shit but this is much to me and cassie chagrin that uh gotham knights is a huge hit on hbo max now called Max, and is probably going to get picked up for two, three, four, seven more seasons. Okay. Like it is, me? is that a it joke? It goes, it goes Succession, Barry, or like last week tonight, Gotham Knights. Like it is one of How? the biggest shows on there. How? How is that possible? I don't know. God, that's devastating to hear. Um, that's about all the time we have to talk about Titans, though. But we have a newer. Nick, I don't know if you know, now we do moments of the week for the main segment. And it's okay if you don't have one, but I am going to go to Ryan. Ryan, what's your moment of the week? Um, my moment of the week, I think I've talked about this on the show before, um, the way that I look and the way that some dudes treat me. But when I watch the sheriff and Dick talking, I don't think, I don't think there was a love connection. I don't think this was like um, Tim and Bernard. I think that this was something different. Based on the way that I look, a lot of people like the sheriff from the show will come up to me and be like, fucking Mexicans, huh? Don't they suck? And I'm like, what the hell did you just say? Mm-hmm. I think based on how Tim looks, uh, or not Tim, uh, Dick looks, the sheriff was like, oh, I, can, I could, this guy, I bet this guy's racist. I bet this guy <laughs> is down with my program. That's what I thought. It's a, it's a terrible life. I should probably grow hair and not have a shaved head, but... I love the look. What are you, what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my moment of the week is just um, one every moment of um, Bernard and them their their whole little love relationship so beautiful, and then just um, little little puppy Crypto being on the scene loved him so much. Uh, Nick, do you happen to have a moment of the week or no? Mine mine would be the same. It, it, Tim it, Tim and Bernard uh, those scenes are, are definitely the the highlight of this one. Yeah. It, all right, so that is all the time we have to talk about Titans, but I did leave some time to talk about a website because, Ryan, I know you've had a big website idea brewing in your head, and I just want to give you this time to share it right now. Oh, boy, Cassie. Um, I have a website where um, you can, uh, like, I have this, like, template for a shirt, and you can write anything you want on the shirt, and we will mail it to you. As long as afterwards, and I don't know, like, we don't really advertise this, but after it, we go comma, sluts, and then exclamation mark on the front of the shirt. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, uh, if you're like, I'm a big Superman fan, I want, I want not the big S, just the word Superman, then we will send it to you and it'll say Superman, sluts, and then you get that shirt. That's very fun. I do appreciate that. I, I think it's going to be a big hit. I like that there'll be no explanation, but I don't think it needs one. No, I I mean like on uh sluts exclamation mark dot com, uh we don't explain anything. We just send you the shirts that you need. You thought that you didn't need them because you had never thought of them, but that's why we thought of them and now we're sending them to you. 
It's a perfect website, Ryan. And such a perfect website needs my friend CyrusProud.net to help build it. Uh, that's because they offer premium hosting that's specifically built for WordPress. They handle security maintenance, backup, speed optimization. They'll even migrate your website for free. They focus on collaboration because they also they appreciate that. Uh, it's easy to manage. Sluts. Sluts. <laughs> that's CyrusRoot.net, your partner for a digital world, comma, sluts. Uh, that's it. Coming up next, it's the pull list. We are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Gotham Knights. On the fifth episode of Gotham Knights, the group is celebrating tax day by trying to get the mob's physical tax returns so they can prove that the mob have been helping the owls. Meanwhile, Harvey Dent visits a psychiatrist to talk about his abusive childhood and try to figure out why he has missing memories. And Stephanie is trying to keep her drunk mom from embarrassing her at the teacher's conference. Taste buds, I ask you, have you ever had an embarrassing teacher's conference? I I accidentally hugged my teacher and I called her mom. And it, it turned out my mom was on the other side of the room and I had hugged my teacher. That is my condolences. There's no recovering from that. But if it was at the conference, it was just you guys, no kids around? This was my senior year of high school. And no, there was uh, all of the kids saw it. Great. I love that for you, Ryan. It was I terrible. It's, it was awful to me. And this is what you love for me is for awful things to happen. It made you stronger, and I think it's made you the person you are today. It's probably why you're podcasting, actually. God damn it, I am strong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gotham Knights is Tuesdays on the CW. Our next show is Riverdale. Uh, On this week's episode of Riverdale, a lesson in sex education leaves the gang more confused than ever. So Veronica decides to organize a... Let me just clarify. They start sex education in high school, and they're like... What? What does this mean? I'm so confused. So Veronica says, uh, the only way to learn about sex is to fucking have sex. So she throws a makeout party at the Pembroke. Elsewhere, Jughead attempts to help Ethel out of some trouble, only to find himself in hot water as well. Taste buds, I ask you this. Because of their affliction, is Archie and Cheryl the holiest couple possible? <laughs> um, Some could argue most holy, because Cheryl, praise be to her. But, um, no, I think... Cassie, they're both gingers. They are both gingers, but Cheryl, it's Cheryl, Ryan. I know. It is Cheryl. Um, I'm a, here's, a, here's a quiz. Somebody is trying to get Cheryl or Archie to fuck Cheryl. Okay? And so they say, this is a quiz. You guys tell me who said this. You take Cheryl out, you're made in the shade, daddy-o. <laughs> Which character said that? Um, Jughead? Not not Jughead. <laughs> what is... I'm answering it like it's Jeopardy here. Um, <laughs> I blinked on every single person's name. Was I'll it, give you the answer. Is it Moose? It's not Moose. It's uh, Jason Blossom, her brother. Ah. Yeah. Of course it is. Wait, it, wait, hang on. I'm so sorry. I'm so behind on this show. But like, <laughs> but I've watched like random episodes and I really want to get into it because it just seems so batshit insane but, but like but didn't he die or something oh nick young naive nick. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet nick oh. sweet i feel nick. so fun i feel like i feel like such a you know i'm not wet behind the ears on riverdale unfortunately yet i'm just like uh, a comet i don't want to spoil anything for you but a comet was about to hit riverdale and uh cheryl a, a comet like from space from space was about to land entirely on riverdale uh, Cheryl, who is a full-blown uh, witch, tried to uh, keep the comet from hitting her, but the comet did hit, and all of them were transported back into good old 1955 when the original comics took place, and that is where our final season leaves us. So that's why that Julian... Sounds so, it's, that sounds so fucking great. It's not Jason Blossom anymore, it's Julian. That's why he says, you take Cheryl out, you're made in the shade, daddy-o. God. It's a gift. It is, I can tell you from experience, it's better to hear about Riverdale than physically experience Riverdale. <laughs> it's the ideal way. Oh um, all of, there's like half the cast or half the characters are gay, but you can't be gay in 1955. So they're all forced, forcing themselves to try to hook up with people they don't want to. That's a lot of the plot. Um, at one point, um, Betty, who is going out with Kevin, and Archie, who's going out with Cheryl, Cheryl and Kevin are both gay. So uh, Betty and Archie are uh, hard up, 
and Betty, uh, they're sitting on Betty's bed, and uh, Betty touches Archie's shoulder, and he fills his pants with cum. <laughs> fills. <laughs> Touch on the shoulder, fills his pants, and Archie has to run out of the room, Forrest Gump wearing a towel style when he sits on Jenny's <laughs> bed. Uh, that'll happen. Also, there's a dream where um, all characters on the show have the exact same dream, where they're all in like a jungle, a stage set jungle, and they're all hooking up with each other. And I say, this is how si- this is the final season of Riverdale. This is how all shows should end. Have a dream sequence where you finally get to see every character make out with every other character. The last season of Frasier should have had every character <laughs> making out with every character. Frasier and his dad, Roz and Eddie, the dog. I don't give a shit. This is how things should work. <laughs> Ryan, uh, you should be talking to somebody about this, but uh, we'll let that go. <laughs> do you got a moment of the week? Uh, I, of course I do, Cassie. Uh, I have a couple. Um, Veronica is making a uh, full court press for Archie, and Archie says, and I quote, I'm sorry, Ronnie, you're just too much of a handful. And I think that's, any time that you're talking to anybody, just tell them that, and it's great. Uh, the other one is the cops are talking to Jughead, and they say, uh, there's somebody on the scene of the crime that fits your description. And Jughead's like, what, uh, what was the description? And the the, co- the sheriff in full straight face says, I was a teenager wearing a crown. And that you're <laughs> fucked, Jughead, because there's only That's one person that fits that description. <laughs> a teenager wearing it. You're the only one in history, bro. A teenager wearing a crown. Yeah. <laughs> Riverdale is beautiful. Uh, it's Wednesdays on CW if you want to watch it. Our final show of the week is Superman and Lois. On season three, episode five of Superman and Lois, Manheim confronts Lois while she is trying to dig up dirt and instead of being mad, takes her on a tour of the facility and shares his documents with her. Meanwhile, it's Valentine's Day and the kids are dealing with some classic dance teen drama. Taste buds, I ask you slash tell you, Kyle was a chaperone for this dance, and can you think of anyone worse besides fucking Kyle to be a chaperone at a high school dance? Uh, Kyle is the kind of guy who this last week filmed a video of himself driving over Bud Lights or shooting Bud Lights with a machine gun. So no, Cassie, I cannot. I just had to like, I was like, no, they couldn't. They know they can't put Kyle there, right? And I checked my sources. I cited it. Um, Kyle was at that dance. He was absolutely fucking it up there. Superman and Lois is Tuesdays on the CW. That is it for the pool list. Coming up next is X-Taz. Welcome to X-Taz Mania, bitch. A mini show within a show where we take an in-depth, episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men, the animated series. This week we watched The Fifth Horseman. And when we start off, there is just a kid running away from this group of, like, well-dressed um, villains, I guess. Cassie, well-dressed, like, this is a costume that you would like to own in your future? Absolutely. <laughs> I was trying, I immediately went online and was trying to figure out how I could get my hands on this. Like, half, it looked pleather. Definitely not, like, mm. full leather quality, but, like, well, little vegan. studs. We're vegan yes, we respect the animals. But there was, like, little studs, not full spikies, because that's too much. Just little stud things, and I was into this vibe, 100%. Yeah, the Speaking hound little... outfits are uh, are pretty cool. <laughs> That's so much like a part of being one of these villains is like, what will my henchmen look like? I need to figure out what the, how they're going to dress. It's so important. And this like this whole scene, what surprised me was the amount of time we spent on like these guys almost getting this kid. Like the the one henchman, the main hound guy, uh walking up to this kid, like we spent so much time on him just walking up towards him. I was like, we are stretching this, huh? We don't have twenty two yeah. minutes. <laughs> they were really working on it. But um we I, don't This is when we meet the like three not the big bads, but like three of the bads who seem to I thought at the at the beginning could come up with whatever weapon they wanted. Almost like a Green Lantern ring. Yeah. And this one dumb idiot says, uh, form of boomerang. And that's what you picked is you're going to throw a green boomerang at this kid. Yeah, she can only do psychic boomerangs, it looks like. And, and she also, uh, I don't think, ever makes contact with anything in the whole episode. Nobody Not with a once. boomerang ever has. <laughs> <laughs> they straight up, like, it seems like you can make whatever. And what they do make is a rope. And a boomerang is what these these guys got. And I love them so much for it. Do you guys remember the third one, Caliban? Yeah. 
do you know do you remember for him from this x this universe which is i think 21932 yeah yeah he's he's one of the morlocks he's one of the morlocks which i don't think is comic book the same as in the comic books and also he's the reason why he recognizes jubilee later is because uh they rescue them from some slavery thing right oh was it uh master mold that sounds right. Yeah, I think they're they're uh, part of the mutants on Mastermold's camp, and that's why he's like Jubilee. Oh, hello. Yeah, I I fully did not know how they knew each other, but just you know accepted X test for what it is, and I was like, yeah, yeah they go back, <laughs> they're best buds, absolutely. I mean, accept X test. You could look this up online, and then on the notes for this episode, it could just say Jubilee and Caliban had never met before, and you'd be like, yeah, of course, <laughs> let's course do this, baby. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but we then go to, we cut to, um, like an ancient, like, uh, what do you call it? Pyramid thing. And we see why they are trying to get a kid. And that's because Apocalypse is able on this night only to be brought back to life. All he needs is a vessel, of course, because that's how Apocalypse do. We always got to do this. Cassie and Nick, I would like to present something to you. And of course we need Caitlin and Mike's thumbs up. But there is a worse comic book, or there's a worse cartoon villain than Onslaught. And it's uh-huh. Fabian fucking Fabian Cortez. Cortez. This guy fucking... I, does he, is he like in some sort of pre-post-pubescent? Like, can you hear his voice go like, oh, Fabian it, Cortez. His, his voice, though, like, for that character is perfect. He's like skeevy and just... Sniveling... Just, like, he, like you, you're like he's one of those dudes that like even if he's like super ripped and like taller than you, you're like I could beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> like you know, like it's like, <laughs> like it, it's just like fuck you, Fabian Cortez, you suck. <laughs> like he's always just like a, he's always that perpetual follower too, and like he, he's he's like Starscream turned up to like eleven. <laughs> and like, you know what, Starscream, <laughs> we didn't need you turned up any louder. Yeah, because uh, he used to be an, uh, a Magneto acolyte, right? Hmm. Yep, and even so, he mentions in this episode how he's like, I oh god, that I know I'm skipping ahead here, but when he he sees Beast and Jubilee, they capture him, and he's like, I bet you're wondering how I survived Asteroid M, and I just wanted them so bad to be like, we we don't fucking care, like we don't. <laughs> uh, I literally did. I forgot you were even there. You know, like, Fabian, like <laughs> Fabian looks into the sky as if a, a flashback is coming, and Beast and Jubilee are like, no 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 no, no flashback. <laughs> we, we don't give a shit. We do not give a shit. <laughs> But We're gonna. Bring wa- him- I don't want to waste bring- one of our twenty-two minutes on this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So We're gonna important. cut that flashback, and we're gonna have them trap this kid on the clip for seven minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> you did bring him up, though. This is when we see uh, we get Jubilee and Beast, everyone's favorites here, because they are out digging up. I don't know random shit in the dirt they're archaeologists for this episode for some reason i love and- jubilee's archaeology look too <laughs> it's great <laughs> it's so strong and they yeah. want you to know that they are bonding and they do that by jubilee gives beast a mug that says world's greatest teacher perfect <laughs> yeah that's, that's yeah. how you do it um also jubilee says oh beast to beast by the way who looks like a blue fucking mutant um i can't believe how awesome and nice the store owner was. And now we're in this era where like Jubilee's got her hair all mulleted and she's wearing clothes. And yeah, I wonder why he was so nice to you, Jubilee. Like not <laughs> he was gonna be mean to Beast no matter what, but why was the store owner so nice to me? <laughs> Shut up, Jubilee. It's new to her, okay? Yeah. Probably because of your boobilies. <laughs> Nailed it, crushed it, Ryan. <laughs> um, but they are for some reason Jubilee is driving the car, which is <laughs> inexplicable i don't know why that's happening but um, do, do you know why beast is worried and we got this from a previous episode that if they crash wolverine's gonna come and smell that front seat and he doesn't want him to smell beast <laughs> yeah as wolverine does <laughs> um but they do they end up in an area that the map didn't map out properly they're at the edge of a cliff it's and called calls o- folly calls folly <laughs> appears out of nowhere um, so they got to go by foot across a bridge, and of course that leads to apocalypse. Yeah, uh, and and Cassie, I was shocked to uh, see a rickety bridge in the background, and then at some point they're going across the bridge, Jubilee is, and then half of it gets cut off, and so it swings down. This must be the first rickety bridge in entertainment history where this has happened. <laughs> it, it's the one that started it all. Um <laughs> But as soon as they cross this bridge, that's where... Is it Callum? I forgot his name. Caliban. 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 
uh, just which gets rhymes with Taliban. Think about it. Think about it. What are they saying? No, Caliban <laughs> um, just gets this feeling, and he sees he knows that there is another mutant there, a powerful young mutant who can be a vessel. So they must go get him. And that's when we find out that once he sees it's Jubilee, and they have this whole past. Of course they do. And he doesn't want to take Jubilee, but he must. Yeah. Was this about the time where you guys were like, wait a second? Is this episode seriously only going to have Beast and Jubilee? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Baby and Jubilee and Beast. I was like, they went for it. Wow. (laughs) They do do the best with with what they got, I think. I mean, like, uh, I don't know. You know, they're they're not actors on call. You could have written into the script more (laughs) interesting X-Men. True enough, yeah. (laughs) I do love the... um, the, uh, stereotypical beast moment in here where uh <laughs> jubilee like they're they're analyzing like you know because they're talking about how like oh it's weird how all these statues and shit are from like different eras or whatever and uh beast says something about like this certain statue being mayan and she's like <laughs> first of all she instantly goes to a very like uh insensitive place where she's like didn't they used to do human sacrifice yeah and then and then then beasts proceeds to not answer her question and just tell her that they invented the calendar and it was like what the fuck is happening some world's greatest teacher he is like they're just talk like they just talk these two characters just like talk at each other without without listening to each other like at all it seems like it it's it's truly insane to listen to. And then <laughs> while he's reading that rock, you know, he gives this whole lecture and he's like, oh, wait, I said something wrong. It actually says it's the tomb of apocalypse. And I was like, how'd you fuck that up? Yeah. What, how yeah. is that like two translations? Essentially? Those are very different things. Yes. <laughs> like it's <laughs> also there's nothing more fucking entertaining than watching beast. Yes. Actually beast. <laughs> just <laughs> just douchebag on top of douchebag. Thank you for that. Uh, but it's around this moment where we get how you talked about the bridge. Of course, Jubilee goes down. Um, Caliban saves her. And then once they go back to the temple, that's when Cortez, we get his whole flashback about how he was um, saved, essentially, by Apocalypse. And he was uh, his purpose was to make hounds for him, I guess. And that's his whole existence. Yeah. Because yeah. what is, like, Apocalypse has uh, horsemen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's his whole thing. So hounds are, like, lower form ogre like horseman yeah well the the strange thing is like it, this is just me pulling the continuity from the from the books in my head but like the hounds say it with confidence we yeah. will believe you <laughs> well well yeah. the hounds are actually like um it, the reason that costume too is so popular is because it comes from uh, uh Rachel Summers that was one of her outfits in the books oh, and whatnot yeah. um, and like she's got like the collar on mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah and the hounds are typically um they do the bidding of a, of a character named Ahab who is like from Rachel Summers's dimension it's kind of like you know a future but it's it's just like a, it's really just like an alternate dimension or whatever and um they are like you know brainwashed to be you know, subservient dogs, like, but, but with mutant powers, like, you know, who like go after things. So I guess like, I, I don't know if they just like mixed it up because that was one thing that I thought was strange was this episode's called the fifth horseman, but there's not even really any mention of the horse. Oh, terrible there's title. None. Terrible. Yeah. Title. <laughs> and like, and, and these guys are clearly just hounds because they're just like used for hunting things. They're not like, you know, death or famine or anything like that. Like it's like, so it's, yeah, it's kind of strange, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, um, I I can't remember like the continuity of like, you know, the the animated series at this point. But like, had the hounds been a thing at all that you guys remember? I don't remember them, Cassie. No, do you? absolutely that's such not. A, that's such a strange pull. Then, but, but I mean, I guess it honestly, they, makes they, sense. They, they use that <laughs> word with such confidence. It's like, yeah. oh, I, I should probably know what this is. Same with the Caliban Jubilee relationship. Uh, did in the comic books did Ahab turn out to be Wolverine at some point? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's turned out to be wolverine at some point or whatever like i mean it, I, I was just talking about the other day how like in the the ultimate universe there's like a i think it's a kirkman robert kirkman written like arc where it's like they introduce cable in the ultimate universe and it's like oh no he's, he's just a he's just a future version of wolverine i don't know like what <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever and nick if i remember correctly was uh ahab eventually uh arrested and then beaten to death by a cab could have been. Yeah. I think eventually like he was thrown into the car so hard that he died. That's true. By a cab. 
that's that's canon. Yeah, 100% canon. Yeah, <laughs> it's sometime during this that the the ceremony I, starts to begin, and like um, Cortez uh, turns Beast into a hound, which just makes him beefier. Essentially, yeah. just a bigger, hairier, beefy boy. Cassie uh, uh, <laughs> Rogelia Jones. Uh huh. If I may use your full name. I mean, I, I don't love it, but go for it. It's out there. <laughs> I have to ask, how does Hound Beast compare to Trollverine? Because Doesn't... to me, to me, they are the exact same. One's blue, one's green. Fuck off. Fuck I off, was, Ryan. <laughs> I was. I, I my I my note about Beast changing in this is the fact that his design is the same fucking design, just a blue version as uh, Feral Wolverine from the nineties. Like yeah. it's yeah. like after he gets the adamantium pulled out of him and shit, and he for some reason doesn't have a nose, and he's just like an asshole running around in the woods for a while, which like, is amazing. Like, <laughs> Patreon listeners already know our X Men ranking. If you subscribe to Patreon, you already know that. I kind of want to move Beast above Wolverine because all they did was like <laughs> take. Let's take everything interesting from Beast. Oh, he's Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, he's We're literally done. Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, uh, yeah, I thought that was very interesting. And, Even like, his it, hair. It, yeah, his hair. Like I was like, dude, he he's literally feral Wolverine. Like that's all he is. It's such a it's, weird transformation. It's <laughs> almost like they knew how to draw one thing to show <laughs> that he get beefier, and they're like, well, this is what we got. Here he is. It's like they told him, like they're like the artists. They're just like they're just like make a you know you guys you guys got free reign. Just make no, a cool design, and they just accidentally drew Wolverine again. <laughs> you guys find other cells that we've already drawn, and you trace over them, and that's how we tell our story. Yeah. But Cassie is tell explain to me how Trollverine is more handsome than Hound Beast. The troll Trollverine is a whole different entity. There was whimsy. There was inspiration oh brought into that. <laughs> Fucking this beast. Buff, buff ass beast just has like spikier shoulders and shit and just grunts like in his eyes dead cold unlike trollverines it's absolutely completely different also no septum piercing no for, yeah. for hound beast <laughs> um they don't compare but he does he goes full beast mode and just kind of uh goes off on a rage uh he ends back up at the car and he, uh, the thing that brings him back to his humanity is finding a photo of the X Men and, of course, Jubilee and the mug. His mug, <laughs> <laughs> guys. If you are around somebody who is prone to rage, always have a world's greatest teacher mug around them <laughs> and just show them that you're my greatest teacher. Um, so that moment, he knows he has to go back and save Jubilee um, because wait, wait, going- Cassie, hold on. Give him a shot of that mug before they get a mug shot. I'm so glad we went back for that, Ryan. It was 100% worth it. You you kept talking, and we almost let that thought pass. (laughs) No, that would have been devastating. I was going to say, too, about this whole thing. I almost feel like the creators of the show, writers, artists, whoever, like... were starting to feel like how you guys feel about Beast, where they were just fucking sick of him, even though they kept using him. I don't want to use a thesaurus anymore when I write these scripts. Yeah, yeah. like or, Or almost just like they're just like taking the piss out of him, because like... Uh, when they first get attacked by the hounds, like when they're captured, like, it, did you guys notice, like, <laughs> Jubilee, like, straight up, like, instantaneously takes one out. Like, she just bodies one of them, mm-hmm. like, without a thought. And then he's like, run, Jubilee. And then he get doesn't hit a single one and just gets fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm so glad you brought this up because I did forget that he gets yeah. fucking wrecked by these people. Like he doesn't he even has, get a hit. Like it's like no. he he tries to climb a tree and can't, and then they yeah. fucking get him. <laughs> and it's like all right, oh. all right. Well, first I'll climb this tree. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why would you tell Jubilee to run? She just like she literally took one out instantaneously. <laughs> it's like, a thing. It, <laughs> It's a thing when somebody breaks a glass and you're like, oh, don't, nobody touch anything. Yeah, we know. While you touch everything and cut yourself to shreds. Yeah. The first person in on a glass dropping is like, hey, everybody be careful. And then, yeah, their their blood is everywhere. Uh (laughs) Oh, man. It's, God, I love this show. But we are at the ceremony, um, and Jubilee is like you know set to be the vessel, um, and Caliban, yeah, Caliban is starting to feel bad, so he's like, "Please let me take the place of this." And Cortez does not respond kindly to this; uh, takes away his power. 
Uh, and then that's when we see uh, Apocalypse is like in the sky. He's ready to um, come back as he <laughs> hey, I'm here. Does. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, uh, it's Apocalypse. And I'm here. <laughs> but Cassie, have... um, do you do you remember when those episodes where we talked about how Rogue was drawn? You know those episodes. Yeah. Did you feel like Jubilee aged into that in this episode? How she was drawn. The last this whole season, when she was the, the not to keep mentioning our previous episode with Trollverine, but when she was Elf Jubilee, they made her like snatched, and I was Slam like, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are this this final season. They are really drawing her. They're like she's an adult now, and I'm like, yeah. all right. They take any any opportunity to put her in a in a sacrificial Mayan outfit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, <and> like, <laughs> After, of course, I looked up Jubilee net worth and Jubilee feet. I looked up Jubilee age, and she, it's fine, guys. It's totally fine. Cortez has a has a has a sexy Mayan sacrificial outfit on too at the end there. To be fair, that is equality. They are both <laughs> both dressed like. If that. anything, he's wearing less. That's it seems true. Very much so. <laughs> he straight up says, "What's yours is Mayan," and so that they have the same outfit. Um. In the beast has perfect timing though, because this is when he is able to break up the ceremony. He starts wrecking things. Um, Caliban's able to free Jubilee, and um, I don't. They just kind of like escape, I guess. Yeah. In the midst, sometimes of all these this. episodes just sort of end. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> our artists are out of time. <laughs> Please like, stay on hold. Jubilee convinces Caliban to leave with them, and you're like, great, there's a happy ending there. We cut back to Apocalypse, and we're like, well, this is the end for it. Um, surely he doesn't have a vessel, except, of course, Cortez is still there, and he can use Cortez as his vessel. And Apocalypse is back. He's yeah. back on <laughs> Cor- Earth. Cortez is like, well, I don't know, boss. What should we do? And Apocalypse is like, hmm, I have an idea. And it just takes over his fucking body. Cassie, not to keep bringing up the Trollverine episode, but do you think this every episode of the show would be better if it just featured Jubilee uh, limbs flailing, running off, and somersaulting <laughs> into the sunset like the last one did? Yeah. If it, this should be the wrap-up of every single episode. No reason cut to that. Small circle in the end. Scott is like to Bishop is like, well, we just finished the Dark Phoenix saga. And Bishop's like, yeah, but look out the window. It's just Jubilee going. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, the por- she's the porky pig of, of the episodes. Yeah. It's like- <laughs> Listen, they're making the new one. I don't think it's too late for us to come in and pitch this to oh. be the end <laughs> for each of their episodes. Have you guys seen that Key and Peele Gremlins 2 sketch? No. Just say yes. Uh, that's and watch it later. That's where we're gonna come in, and we're just gonna say stuff like this, and it, the show's gonna be amazing. <laughs> we're here for that. Uh, that is the end of our episode, though. So that means we now have to go to our awards. The first one we start with is most '90s thing. Ryan, what do you got for it? Um, I think this is '90s. I I hope it is. It's when um Jubilee's like, well, don't talk to Wolverine until he's had his coffee, and I have so many questions. One. Uh, first of all, what hack comedian Jubilee is writing your dialogue? Two, <laughs> what is Wolverine like before his coffee? I because I've seen him after his coffee and I don't want anything to do with that. Uh, three, does Wolverine also hate Mondays? Does he love lasagna? <laughs> like what are what are we? What a pigeonhole of a uh, we're one dimensionalizing the character here. Also, four, does he have a world's best teacher mug that you have also given him? <laughs> does Wolverine also have something on his wall that says "Live, laugh, snicked"? Like. <laughs> Is Live, he just laugh, a, murder. Is he just a basic bitch? <laughs> There's one thing I know about him. He's absolutely basic bitch. Does he take pictures of himself in the autumn where he has like a big hat and a big white scarf on? Just I mean, be like, yeah, I, think, I love think about autumn. How good he would look with that. Of course, he's got to post that shit. <laughs> Does Wolverine drink pumpkin spice lattes when when Jubilee is saying, "Don't talk to Wolverine before his coffee"? Is that coffee pumpkin spice lattes? In my that, head, yes, probably. That's my known nineties moment, Cassie. <laughs> Nick, what do you got for most nineties thing? Mine's got to be a Beast basically getting turned into Wolverine. <laughs> like so you know, good. I mean, like I mean, it's a, like there's nothing more nineties than like just feral ass Wolverine, you know? Like, and, uh-huh. and I mean, this like the fact that they were just like, well, Wolverine's not in this episode, so you know, like, fuck it, Beast turns into Wolverine for a bit. But like, you know, I feel yeah, like that's... we're like agents on the phone, like get Wolverine in this episode. He's not available. Turn Beast into Wolverine. Turn Beast. That'll into be Wolverine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> fine at the very least yeah 
that is very good. Uh, for most 90s thing, maybe a bit of a stretch. I have the very faint X-Men theme that played as Beast picked up the photo of the X-Men. Because that's just... Mm. Oh, yeah. They always have to do it. They got to let you know <laughs> that this is a touching moment. It is softer. It is more strings. And I love it every time they do it. Um, but Nick, I am going to give that one to you. Because God bless these animators. I love them. <laughs> Our next one is best gasp line. What do you got, Nick? Be- biggest gasp. Um, I, I I knew it's kind of like I wasn't expecting it at the end, but um, I actually felt like kind of the threat. But just Apocalypse taking Cortez as his vessel, like right at the end, I was like, oh shit! I was like, I <laughs> like I just I figured he'd just be floating, you know, for a bit longer and being like, oh, we'll get him next time or whatever. But then it's like, oh no, he's Apocalypse. He's a huge dick, you know. He just takes it his did. body. It did have the moment that they wanted. It was it was powerful enough where you're like, okay, bet we got this yeah. guy back now. It actually got me. I was like, oh, cool, all right. Fabian oh. Cortez is the uh, Tom Wamsgams of this episode for sure. <laughs> Ryan, what do you Old got? Cortez. Uh, my gasp moment is uh, wondering what Cass and Caitlin were saying, comparing Ogre Wolverine to Hound Beast, <laughs> and why there would be any difference because they're both fucking brightly colored buff. <laughs> Slugs. God, you you simple, simple man. They are so different in so many ways. They don't compare at all. Uh, for best gasp line, I do have when Jubilee gave Beast that mug because it was just so perfect and so touching. The fact that they did it, I loved it. Um, I am going to give that one to Nick, though, because I feel like they did pull it off. It was a moment, a big enough moment in this episode where Apocalypse is back. Uh, hey, look. that's cool, Cassie. Give it to Nick. Like, oh, uh, what a point. But, like, if he wins the next one, then I cannot win. Just so right? you know. You said you told me Trollverine and fucking Beefy Beast do the same thing. Yes, they're the same thing. That absolutely will never get a point. You're just so fucking wrong on that shit. Um, but best use of power, you get another shot. What do you got, Ryan? Uh, Apocalypse entering into Cortez. It was sort of sly. It was sort of sexy. It was like mm, now we're now we're each other, uh, and also it, it got rid of Fabian Cortez. It wasn't yeah. like we didn't hear Fabian Cortez in the background going like Apocalypse, get me out of here. It, he's just gone now, and that's that's all I want. That's the best power you can have is just to fucking eliminate him. You think he'll be in Apocalypse's like consciousness? That would forward? be awesome. Yeah. Just like it's, guys, I have a devil and a Fabian on my shoulder, and I don't Apocalypse. know what to do. Apocalypse is like fucking. Someone kill me again, so I can get into another body. Jesus Christ! I fucked up so badly. <laughs> but uh, Apocalypse, I love you, Nick. What do you got uh, for I best had, use of power? I had uh, the, there's a point where when Beast shows up to the ceremony and starts wrecking stuff, and Caliban starts wrecking stuff, but Caliban literally uses his strength to throw three different people at Fabian Cortez. I thought that was the best use of powers. <laughs> just like just when throw, you're, when throwing you're bodies boy, at him. Yeah. Absolutely. Grab bodies and throw them. That's yeah, your number that's one move. Yeah. That's his mutant power, throwing bodies, yes. Throwing bodies. <laughs> um, for best use of power, unfortunately, it is um, Cortez's power to make people both beefy and buff on beefy whenever oh, yeah. he wants. Just Caliban, were... we find out at the end, Caliban's like a skinny little Skeletor guy. And at any point, he doesn't make Caliban smarter or more powerful. He's just like, no, you, you fucking look like you're on the cover of a muscle magazine, you Caliban <laughs> sexy boy, you go. I love how yeah. they just like straight up don't explain Cortez's power at all. <laughs> I just, just like, did oh. it. I just, I mean, he's got <laughs> the muscle milk. I'm going to kill you with muscle milk, you fucking sexy Caliban, you go. <laughs> He expedites their gym membership. <laughs> and unfortunately, because we don't see, you know, Beast just goes back to Beast. Like, and I don't know, like, Caliban just has such sunken in cheeks. Like, I don't know if this is, a, like, what Cortez's power is, is to make you just absolute skeleton when you're not, or if that's just Cor- uh, Caliban. Uh, that's just how he looks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you imagine, though, if he uses power on Hound Beast? And then he would have gotten even fucking bigger and sexier and bluer and probably would have grown a septum piercing. It would have been an onslaught. We could only hope. <laughs> what a dream. I'm not I'm not talking to the onslaughts tonight. That was, that's for the Patreon. <laughs> um, Ryan, I hate how you proposed it at the beginning, but you are absolutely right. Uh, best use of power goes to you. 
Our next award is LVP. Nick, what do you got? I was going to go with Fabian. That's like such the obvious answer, you know, because I hate him and everybody hates him. But like, mm-hmm. I actually think it goes to Psychic Boomerang Girl because, like I said, she doesn't hit a single target. <laughs> like she, she don't do nothing. She did. She just kind of sucks the whole time. Like I could see like a VH1 uh, special about where's Boomerang Girl now, and she's like trying to garden and still can't because she can't hit anything. Yeah. Zero, not do even the tree that Beast got stuck in. Couldn't nope. even hit it. Uh, I, I told you to weed my front yard. You put a boomerang right through my house, and you chopped off two of my children's heads. <laughs> yeah, $75. <laughs> Ryan, what do you got for LVP? Uh, my LVP is, oh, I'm sorry. I'm too much of a basic fucking pumpkin spice latte drinking bitch, but it's Fabian Cortez, who's That's just fair. awful. Just, <laughs> he's just awful. He is absolutely terrible. It's the obvious one, but yeah. sometimes obvious can be right. Um, guys, LVP, I have just um, old school maps for always getting people lost. Without fail, if that's in a show, it's going to get a person lost. Well, no, Cassie, I have the uh, Titans thing of, wait, three letters here, three letters there. I've solved the map. So it, it, the maps are not hard for me. It's so You know it's, the map cipher. It's yeah. easy for some and the biggest challenge for others. Yeah, if you just say three letters, three letters, maps become clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, I want to give this one to you because Boomerang Girl doesn't do anything, but there is, it's just Fabian Cortez and we have to deal with him. So I got to give this a He's the worst. Um, so Ryan, I am going to give that point to you. Our final award MVP. Ryan, what do you got? I, I, I don't know here, Kessie, what to say, how to get this award. Uh, puberty, um, half shirts. I'll, I'll say half shirts. Jubilees, half shirts at the end. Um, uh, mullets I'm into now. Uh, what an episode, right? You threw this away <laughs> right at the end. So proud of you, <laughs> MVP Nick. What do you got? <laughs> I think it. I think it's kind of a a, a well earned MVP in Jubilee because uh, she's kind of low key the MVP, but she uh, everything she does she does correctly <laughs> and, and does and and it and succeeds in. I mean, like she does get captured and has to be saved essentially at the end. But like I said. I mean, if if Beast would have let her in the fight, I don't even think they might have captured them. Oh, I <laughs> like, support women. I support women. I think they're unattractive. And I, I wish they would wear full shirts. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> that half shirt guy. Okay, yeah. Whatever. Is it devastating that that was brought up right when you just said, for the half shirt is my MVP? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't Ryan. see it coming. Uh, for MVP, I do have um, Grunty Beefy Beast because one, we didn't have to hear him oh. talk the whole time and he was beefy. So that's MVP. He also did cause the big distraction where Jubilee could be saved. So I think obviously the MVP. Have you guys been to Taco Bell recently and ordered the Grunty Beefy Beast? Because it is a, <laughs> mm, it's better than the Chalupa. That's um, more. But, that's more of a descriptor of post Taco Bell feelings, but <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> the grunty beefy beast, beast. is coming. <laughs> I hope he doesn't have a septum piercing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. I think you know that one didn't go to you. What? I am going to Nick, though, <laughs> which means. Guys, you were tied. Nick took it away with three points at the end, Ryan. You with two. You are the winner, Nick. Congratulations. Woo. That is sadly is the end of our episode, though, which means it is time for us to wrap this up. Ryan, it's at the end, so can you please tell me about some websites? Yeah, I will. Uh, first website is popfilter.co. By the way, Nick, because you won, you receive 50 pop filter bucks that you could spend on the pop filter <gasps> website. Uh, you can buy whatever you want. Um, we have so many things um, pop filter branded shirts, shoes, underwear, shower curtains, mouse pads. Uh, there's so many things. Uh, they're all at popfilter.co. And then, of course, popfilter.co slash Amazon. That's your new Amazon bookmark. Uh, patreon.com slash pop filter slash your pop filter excuse me that's where you go to uh, subscribe to various tiers and uh, get a bunch of stuff from us 
Nailed it. Love all those websites. And of course, um, slutsexclamationpoint.com, I believe it was. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> and you want to spell out, uh, it seems easier that you would just put an exclamation point after sluts, but no, you want to spell no, no, it no, out. No. Sluts exclamation point, not mark, point.com, where <laughs> you can get anything that you want written on a t shirt, also, comma, sluts exclamation mark after it. <laughs> Um, we also got some other shows you should be listening to. One, of course, movie of the year. Ryan, what year are you guys going through right now? 2002, motherfucker. Uh, and we are like, it's a shockingly good year. You would think that anything past 2000, bad. No, 2002, good. And of course, if you want to listen to a great show, Nick, you're on another great show. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, no, I, I host a show called None of My Friends Like Comics. You can find us on all the usual podcasting platforms. I'm on Twitter at No Comic Friends, where I post updates and all that jazz. Uh, we do have Patreon as well. Um, what I've been putting a lot more effort into, we started doing like movie commentaries and bonus episodes and stuff. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, find us anywhere. It's pretty easy because it's a long name and nobody else has it. So. <laughs> And was that the main part when you were coming up with names? You were like, Fallout Boy rules, we make it so long. <laughs> no, I, I just thought it was, uh, I don't know, I just kind of thought it was funny. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, I don't know, it just kind of stuck. But it works, it works. We probably it's, talked about this last time, but uh, Nick, you're running out of friends who don't read comics. Uh, Cassie doesn't know how to read. So I've never learned. I need to get it, you. I need to get both you guys on at some point. Um, uh, like, I think it would be a lot of fun. You know that G.I. Joe issue, the silent Snake Eyes issue? That's Cass- that's Cassie's jam. That's, yeah. Because there's no words. Perfect. There, Get me there's on no it. English words. That's there's right. also there's a, a newer Star Wars one where it's just the droids and they just make beep boop noises, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Can you read beep boops? <laughs> I, I understand beep boop. Surprisingly, okay. that's as far as I got. First grade covered beep boop. As and, far as you got. Out. In fifth grade, you were like, I got the beep boops. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. That's a wrap on me. That's all I'll ever need. (laughs) Um, We do have some social media. We are at Your Pop Filter on Instagram. Uh, Be sure to follow us there. We also have an email. Contact at popfilter.co. Send us your email. Send us your questions. We would love to get those. Next week, you guys, we got a big episode because we are going to be, again, we're coming back to Riverdale. It's time for us to focus on it. We're all going to be talking about it. We're going to have another guest. We're going to have Paul from the Waiting for Doom podcast with us. So sorry, Nick, um, but you're welcome whenever you want as well. That is it for this week, though, for Mike. I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am me. And for Caitlin, I am me. Bye, everyone. Bye.